Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Doubles Alley. It's Philip here. Uh, I'm joined by my brother Peter and my cousin Mark. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. Happy 2022. Um, and we're hey, here to discuss the Australian Open, and I guess, uh, I guess There's a very relevant question um, these days is, uh, I guess, just to you know break the ice for this pod, you know, an Australian Open themed question um, <laughs> apparently is, uh, can you think of a time when you were embarrassingly indecisive? I'm almost embarrassed just hearing the question. <laughs> I'll, I'll I can't go, think of a time I'll, when I was not embarrassed. I'll, Philip, I'll, would you I'll read go off? first. Yeah, yeah. I'll, so, you know, like, I guess this isn't like a big moment, I guess, but it is just, it, it is just, I guess I'm kind of embarrassed because like some, there are some days like, and today was one of them. I just couldn't decide which like cafe to go to. I could have either gone to, I guess, KB or partisan or, you know, <laughs> a different one, uh, the Institute Finlandaise. Uh, and I just knew that, you know, that feeling of like, no matter which one you choose, you're going to lose. So it's like in this instance, no matter which one I chose, like the hot girls would be at the other one. Um, and that was correct. Like I chose a uh, partisan and there was just nothing, nothing to look at either at the tables or behind the counter. So, you know, I, I lost, uh, and you know, uh, you, you just gotta be decisive in those moments. Um, if I hadn't spent those 20 minutes, uh, trying to decide which cafe to go to, uh, you know, there might've been different clientele when I arrived. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. That is so embarrassing. I don't think we can top the story. I just think we need to move on to the main course. I feel for you. There's like, thank God we're going to talk about happy things in our pod because our listeners must be pretty, pretty sad hearing that tale of woe. Yeah, was it was, rough. it was, yeah. it was a low point. Yeah. Peter, do you want to talk about some of your first world embarrassments as well or? Yeah, I think um, mine are the ones that I could think of are more tangential. Like there is some element of indecision and some element of embarrassment. I'm not sure if it's totally direct, direct fit. I mean, I guess when I was a single man in the dating pool, the <laughs> indecision, there was embarrassing indecision. There was embarrassing decision. It was, uh, but, but I think, I think now, um, the one, once, one time I can remember being very indecisive about whether to like take my bike to work or, or just, um, get the, uh, like take the subway. And, um, I just, I just decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to take my bike because it's easier. That's what I do every day. And there was just a total downpour in the middle of, of me going to, and, and, and so, and so I just showed up with like a totally drenched like shirt. Um, that was pretty embarrassing. 
Um, and then the other one is, um, I'm just very slow to, at opening like new technology that I receive. So like my wife got me a Fitbit like a couple of years ago for Christmas and I was cool with having the Fitbit, but I just didn't want to like go through the effort of, you know, like getting the app on my phone, opening the box. And so it literally sat on my desk for like nine months because I was too sort of lazy to actually like open it. And I ended up liking the Fitbit for a while, um, but it was kind of insulting to her that she got me this gift and I didn't even open it for nine months. Yeah, the, that I think tops mine for first world embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I've had the Fitbit that my wife bought me for Hanukkah of 2017 still in the packaging and i can't remember what bag i put in it because we're going on a trip and so i put it in like i thought i put it in the wimbledon backpack that we got that famous wimbledon backpack but clearly not so i actually haven't taken mine out of the packaging yet from four years and one month ago so i don't know if that makes wow. you feel any better peter in here wow that, that, that's almost vintage <laughs> vintage first world let me let me add to the uh, pantheon of first world uh embarrassments here uh to get married yeah it feels like yesterday as, you, as i'm sure it feels like for you getting married um so 2014 i got married and my wife who was a couple months pregnant at the time wanted to go somewhere warm which i understand just somewhere very casual and i like that idea but i wanted a little bit of a contrast so i really wanted to go to italy and greece she really wanted to go somewhere in our hemisphere like turks and Caicos. so we decided on this island in Gia which uh, was like a two-hour flight there in the, the British Virgin Islands uh, by St. Martin. And we got there, and for like the first three or four days, I was in a decent mood, but I really was like, I was just, I don't know, I don't want to say I had cabin fever, but it's not like we could play tennis or golf because she was three months pregnant. So we got to do something different. got to do something different. And they kept clamoring for us to go to Italy. So she says, fine, you make all the, you know, you make all the decisions. Uh, and make, make all, you know, figure out all the details it's fine wherever you decide to go we can go to italy just make sure we stay in a nice place so i booked what i thought was a really nice place in rome and as it turns out i pulled a philip sofer although because i got they had like a uh, month before no day before month so i booked it for oh, like no. the september whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, september 4th instead of like uh April the 9th. So we got to Rome after a flight that went through Paris. We got to the hotel and they did not have any reservations for it. It was some, it was right before Easter. And so there were very few hotels open in Rome. And uh, eventually I did sort of get us a nice hotel, but I don't think she was too happy about being displaced from our intended honeymoon place. So it's hopefully that wins the prize for best first world embarrassment. Uh, that, that, that wins by far. Uh, yeah, at least you could uh, cancel the September date because it was later <laughs> than the. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a anyway, little bit, yeah. let's get to the tennis. Speaking uh, of winning, obviously, yeah. indecision Speaking is the subject because the Australian <laughs> Open uh, is uh, uh, first. Australia decided uh, Novak Djokovic's visa, or first the Australian Open decided to let. <laughs> Novak in on a uh, medical <laughs> exemption. Then at the border, the border 
Patrol in Australia decided to like uh, revoke his visa. Then the Australian courts decided to like reinstitute his visa, reinstate his visa. And then, uh, like, after the draw was made, uh, some immigration minister or something in Australia decided to revoke the visa again. So uh, I'm also assuming that that minister was pretty indecisive because he had, like, five days to make the decision, and he made it, like, Friday night. Yeah, he made it after the draw was made, which uh, (laughs) really just screws things up for everyone. Uh, I saw... Do you think... um, do you think there's a Serbian hitman out there that he should be scared about? <laughs> Him or the judge? The judge, I think, is assuming there's a Serbian hitman out there. Because if, you know, if he ever wants to go to any country that has a Serbian in it, yeah, which is pretty like, much most I countries. actually think that Novak Djokovic might have more, like, soft power in this world <laughs> than, than, like, whatever Australian minister... <laughs> I think he, he has, has more, more soft power. power than he has Joe more Biden. soft power in this world than the president of pretty Serbia. much anybody. Yeah, definitely more than Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I read something in the New York Times saying they wanted, like, maybe one reason for this timing is they wanted to sort of hamstring Djokovic because it's very unlikely he'll get like a ruling. Uh, before like Monday, because like if you if if this happens Friday afternoon and then the courts are closed on the weekend, like uh, open, his right? his like his match time might be like yeah he might literally just not be able to play his match before like he's able to get a court decision. Court decision. I like the puns there. It's all about court decisions, <laughs> right? Yeah, he won't be able to get a court decision before he gets a court. Um, you know, decision. this would be an amazing championship, though, if he he is like reinstated at the at the last minute and then just goes on to roll through the draw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think the French Open and the and Wimbledon and the U.S. Open have their blueprint for how to keep Joe <laughs> out now. Yeah. Um, so what? So what are your predictions? Do you think uh, so? Do you think Novak will be allowed to play, or do you think he'll be um, deported, or he'll impersonate somebody else and play under Kamanovic or whoever he's supposed to play? <laughs> yeah, nobody will know if he if he I wears a fake like, mustache and plays under Lajevic. I, I did hear that the hearing's going to be Sunday. I can't. I mean, this whole thing is like you know trying to predict in which way the wind's going to be blowing. For some reason, feel like the judge has got a bit of an axe to grind against the Australian government or, you know, something or, you know, there's some, or maybe he also fears the Serbian hitman. I feel like it's like 51% chance that he plays in 49%, maybe a 53-47 split. If I had to bet money, I would bet somehow the judge rules in his favor. If that's the last salvo, then I would say, yeah. If the Australian government has more recourse after that, then no. Yeah, I I just there's just some feeling I have that it'll work out for Djokovic because everything else has <laughs> everything else in Except the last the 10 US years. Open. 
Yeah. Yeah, but even that worked out. Like he made it to the finals. You know, like no, like, like the, the, the previous yeah. US, the one with the ball hitting the ball person. Yeah. Well, in a strange way, it almost worked out because it fueled his fire for the next year. You know, like he. Yeah. I mean, the guy's. You know, he smashed a lot of rackets, and didn't Serena get like penalized games and big points? You know, like he's. He, you know, he had a lot of things go his way in the last year. He got a pretty easy draw in Wimbledon. He got um, what else? You know, he didn't have he to play rough in the final. Easy draw, uh, relatively. I guess he doesn't get Casper Ruud in the quarterfinals, uh, but he he's got a he's got like Christian Garin in the round of sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had a cakewalk to the QFs. I think <laughs> I think Novak's uh, gonna get deported. Um, like I just think there's like very little grounds for. Uh, a reversal of the decision um, just because he he lied on his visa application they they caught it and like uh, yeah that's the law you can't lie on the it, as much as people do lie on visa applications unfortunately this one was scrutinized more than most and all and like he Wait, clearly what was lied. his lie I, I'm not that instead of quarantining in the same place for 14 days he was like traveling between um like serbia and spain uh well he he, the only play right it's that the only lie they said was that okay he's technically from morocco or whatever from monte carlo after the time he was because he got COVID in serbia so the only place he went to after that was spain but i think they were saying oh where did you go after being in monte carlo where he was in early december like it was in the last month, and I think okay, he just. But it wasn't him that filled it out. I, I don't know. It's hard to know. It's just. It depends how, how that what they try to prosecute it on. If they prosecute it on that, it seems a little bit, you know, less in his favor. If they try to prosecute it on this whole idea of like, what was the term that they used? It's in the public interest or for the public health because they feel it's going to start a surge of anti-vax sentiment. I feel like those legal grounds are a little more flimsy. So no, the judge no, would be more I, I like... I don't think those are the legal grounds. I think it is just he lied on his visa. Is uh, but like I think what that's since the New York Times article, um, just further article, but I don't know how, how trustworthy they are. They said actually the grounds in which Hawk made his decision was not the lying. Like the, the New York Times assumed it was on that grounds, but then the grounds on which he made it was that he felt it was going to change sentiment towards vaccination in Melbourne and in the in the country as a whole. So that's where in the end that's what tilted uh the the balance towards deporting him. Yeah, that's I think yeah, that's flimsier than if he just said you lied on your visa application. If like that extra explanation gives doesn't g- help. gives yeah. Djokovic do, yeah, doesn't help your legal case, I don't think. It actually gives Djokovic like room to argue whereas like if he had just said you lied on your visa, there would be no room to argue. Yeah, it's hard to know. Well, let's assume, let's assume whatever. We can, let's go ahead and predict yeah, based so, on whatever assumption so we're making. My, way. I filled out my draw as if Djokovic will not be in the tournament, and I guess you guys filled out yours as if he will be. So let's just well, explain what would happen. Uh, if Djokovic is kicked out, uh, I guess, before the match so, schedule. So, so let's made. explain what will happen. All right. 
if Djokovic is in the draw, he'll win. All right, now let's go <laughs> see if Djokovic is not in the draw. Yeah, if Djokovic is win. not in the draw, <laughs> then, then the number five seed will take his place, which is Rublev, and then the number nine seed would take Rublev's fa- uh, place, so that's Felix. Felix, okay. And then uh, the number 17 seed would take Felix's place, and that's Malfis. So those three, and then I think like the number thir- I don't know who the number thirty three is, uh, but that person would take uh, Mulfi's place. Um, Let, let's talk. Like, should we? Can we just start with the first round? Either way, matches independent of of whether Joker's playing, and you know, matches that you got your eyes on in the first two or three rounds. Yeah. So, so I think the the big first round matchup is Murray Baslashvili. Uh, Murray beat him uh in sydney this week and uh in a tough three setter um and i guess it's a rematch of that uh who do you guys have for that one murray's hot i have him that's in the first round yeah yeah and the winner would play whom the winner of whom um let me check bashvili's not seated either right so they're both unseated they the winner would play tara no basilashvili is 21 is the 21 oh, wow. seed. So the winner would play uh, Taro Daniel or Barrios Vera. Um, so it would be like the winner of this match gets to play a qualifier in the second round. Um, I'm going to take think- Murray just because I just think Murray has like a really, he's a really tough out in the first round. Yeah. Does he got the five set strength right now? I guess he does, right? He's, He's in the finals matches. right now of uh, Sydney, and I'm wondering if this is like good for him or not to be in the finals of like a tournament because I guess it gives him confidence. But yeah, how much? How much? Uh, how much does he? How much should he be conserving himself? Phil, is he in the top half or the bottom half of the draw? Uh, I think bottom half. That would give him an extra day to rest. He'd have like seventy-two hours to play his match. If that's the if he's in the bottom half, I say he wins. If he's in the top half, I say he loses. Just because he would have less time to rest, and travel a little bit, you know, get oriented. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be my prediction. Yeah, yeah. I think that extra day of rest is a big deal um, in this case. Uh, I think, though, he's obviously playing great tennis. Uh, he's in the finals of 250. It would be awesome for him to win this event. Um, if he wins this week, he'll be in the top 100 again, so he probably won't have to receive a wild card to get entry into all these tournaments uh, for much longer. I had no idea he was still outside the top 100. Yeah. yeah no, I think with that incentive alone, he's going to find a way to win. Yeah, um, he plays Karatsev, so that's a tough match. He might just like be the worst player in that matchup, but uh, but yeah, I guess I guess we all sort of we all I think we all kind of hope Murray beats Basilashvili because none of us give a shit about Basilashvili. Um, well, his name's hard to pronounce too, which is yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. So yeah. so so another match I've circled is a second round. Clash, uh, Kyrgios Medvedev. If uh, you know, Kyrgios manages to beat his uh, first round opponent, Liam, Bra- who's Liam Brody, or if like so Kyrgios plays. Let's start with that, Phil. Do you think he can? He usually plays pretty well in Australia. 
Um, do you think he will win his first round match? I think if he plays, he'll win. Uh, but he's uh, withdrawn from both the warm-up tournaments. He's withdrawn from... He withdrew from Sydney this week and I think Melbourne last week. Uh, well, Sydney is because he had COVID, so he didn't have a choice. Did yeah. he have COVID or was he yeah. just feeling sick? No, he said he tested positive like uh, five days ago, something like that, six days ago. Oh, yeah. really? Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, do you think he'll no, be but no, allowed he's to playing. play? He's playing. I mean, I think he'll be through it by Sunday. So let's assume he's... It's, he, he didn't play this week because of an injury. He just was getting through COVID. I guess so they still, I guess they still have him in the draw. So. Just like whether Kyrio still has some magic or if he's borderline washed. He looked good at Wimbledon. So let's assume he's got a little. We don't know how long it lasts, but, you know, usually a couple days here and there. Yeah. yeah. Let's assume he wins. I say Medvedev takes that match in four, but maybe Kyrgios gets the first set. The crowd behind him. Yeah. yeah, I think Your thoughts? Medvedev will win. It's just about how much of a match Kyrgios makes it. So, like, if Kyrgios can win a set, that's, like, that's a win for for us. If he can win two sets, that's a big win for for the crowd. But uh, I think Medvedev in three. Any other matches? So, two other matches that I have in the first round circle. One is... Um, uh, Dan Evans against David Goffin. Uh, Goffin is unseated. Um, so who knows if he's a floater or if he's just like not very good anymore. But that that's one where I would not have wanted him as my first round matchup. And then the other one is uh, Sam Corda against Cam Norrie. Um, tough first rounder for Sam, for Cam Norrie, who's somehow the number 12 seed Sebastian, and somehow Sebastian made it. Corda. Excuse me? Sebastian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seb, Seb Corda. Yeah, and and so um, I think uh, Corda is in Djokovic's quarter. And the worst way that this whole Djokovic situation can play out is for it to be a way to get Cam Nori into the semifinals. <laughs> and I cannot watch that straight-armed backhand in no that guy's face for, like, that many rounds of a grand slam. Well, and the toss too. Forget it. No way we're watching. <laughs> yeah, toss so, is even worse. So, is there any player you root for? Uh, you root for Cam Nori to beat? Djokovic, probably. Djokovic. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of one. Um, but you also, yeah. I think. Uh, Having having quarter in your quarter is uh is like an interesting thing too. Um, so let's hear it. Let's hear it. who's gonna win those matches. I'm gonna take Evans against Goffan. I still think he's played enough, Goffan, but I could be wrong. Yeah, and Evans is in the finals of uh, Adelaide this week. He plays plays Kokonakis, I think. No. And then Quarter's uh, dad won the Australian Open. That was the one Grand Slam he won. So I would think that place holds some special value for him. And the last thing we want to do is have to watch Cam Norrie. So pick him with my heart in the second one. I'm going with Corda uh, in the second match and Evans in the first that you mentioned. Yeah, I agree with those. Yeah, I I, uh, I can't say I really care. Um, but I kind of hope Corda wins against Norrie. Um, 
Dan Evans, I, I kind of hope GoFan beats Evans because I just hate hearing British people talk about British players. Yeah. Agreed. I, I have a few more matchups. Uh, Tiafo versus Fritz is a second rounder. Uh, they got. It seems like they always play against each other. Um, who do you guys have in that one? Fritz is the twenty seed. Tiafo is unseeded. Fritz. I, I mean, he nearly beat Djokovic. I know. I understand Djokovic hurt his stomach, but he was also playing well. I, I think Fritz is solid. I don't know if he plays in the third round, but if it's somebody. You know, I, I think Fritz maybe makes the round to 16. Yeah, I have, Tiafo was really, really good at the end of last season, and he beat Fritz in, like, a good match. But then he lost to Tommy Paul in Adelaide at the beginning of this season. So I'm not sure if he's been able to, like, continue the momentum or not. Yeah, so I have Fritz in that match as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Fritz because Tiafo does ebb and flow. And he had a hot streak, but I just, I, I just, I want him to, to like put it together so consistently. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. And then I guess another second round matchup, uh, Nadal Kokonakis. That's just a tough draw for Nadal. Kokonakis is in the finals, and he had a good week last week as well. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Peter, what do you think of that match? I'm just, like, not very worried. I just don't think that's the kind of match that Nadal loses. Yeah, he just has, like, like pretty much, uh, like, tough matches in every round. Like, he should win all of these matches, but if, like, Kokonakis takes uh makes some work and then Kashinov makes some work and then uh who says your under 16 opponent um her cash or yeah i think that's actually another one i uh i circled uh karatsa versus her will be a battle in the round of 32 um i actually have karatsa beating her Yeah, but yeah, who, either one of those that Rafa plays, that'll just be another tough match. So it's just like Kokonakis, Kashinov, uh, Karatsev or Herkac, and then Sverev, Berrettini or Djokovic, and Medvedev. That's just like that's just six hard matches. Usually, like he doesn't get a break unless like unless the the draw just goes haywire. Yeah, but. It's, it is the Aussie Open, and it's often it's more often in this tournament than others that the draw does go haywire. Yeah, that's the hope. And, you know, maybe the Australian uh, government has has done him a solid here. Maybe the fact maybe the fact of Djokovic not being in the tournament gives him like a boost of belief. Um, he also he, he seems healthy. Like, uh, his foot, um, doesn't seem like it's bothering him. He won in Melbourne last week. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's like, this might be the first time in, since he made that finals. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, the first time in a while, at least that it seems like he's like pretty close to full health, uh, 
in the Australian Open, so who knows? Um, yeah, not many people can beat a full strength Nadal. Anyways, uh, yeah, there's some more, a few more matches I circled. Uh, there was uh, Musetti de Menor. Um, yeah, I have de Menor just because he's pretty good in Australia usually. Yeah, I, I agree. And then Dimitrov sits a pass. That's just a good around the 32 matchup, um, but sits a pass is clearly the favorite. Yeah, I love sits a pass's draw. Yeah. He's the one who got Casper Rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Now that we've uh we've talked about early round matchups that uh that might be good. Uh let's go we've we've each of us has picked a round of 16. Um I'll go first. I'll tell you my round of 16. Uh or I guess we can um so in my draw in which Rublev is in Djokovic's spot, I have in the round of 16, Tommy Paul. Wow. All right. And in that Rublev scenario, um, because Rublev, got... Rublev just had COVID. He might've, and he's like, only recently arrived in Australia. I think he might be, uh, he might not be in his best form. And Tommy Paul has been playing pretty well. So that's, uh, I still got Rublev. I, I just, there's, that's and, just such a light. And this draw. draw is so light. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, I actually think Tommy Paul is the second best player in this quarter if like Malfis has moved. Because, like, yeah, yeah Malfis would be moved if... Uh, who yeah. would get the Malfis spot? Uh, I don't know who the number 33 is. Yeah. I wonder if it's Tiafo. He's, like, close. If he's not seated. He... Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe... Oh, no, Alcaraz is the 31 seed. Uh, yeah, all right. So who would Tommy Paul or Rublev play in the round of 16? Um, I have I have Garin just because like there's literally nobody good if Monfils is taken out of that section. Um, I guess Bublik. I don't know. Do you have Garin or no? Yeah, I, I've got Garin. I'm just gonna look up who who like the. So Alcaraz is thirty one. Lloyd Harris is is thirty third in the world. Um, who's the thirty two seed in this draw? I think it's Lloyd Harris. Let me check. Demonor is number thirty two in the. So Lloyd Harris would take. Uh, yeah, Lloyd Harris could make the round of sixteen in that scenario. Yeah, but I'm not seeing Lloyd. Oh, he's, he's the number thirty seed. Lloyd Harris's? Yeah. Where's Demonor uh, ranked? Because Bublik is actually 37th in the world. Maybe Bublik. Yeah. Yeah, Bublik could do it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to change my prediction to Bublik, um, actually. But, the yeah, I think if, if Tiafo's the one... Because if Tiafo's the one who gets moved... Then Tiafa, 
All right. Um, I say Tommy Paul versus uh, the boob. Um, all right. So in the Cam Nori section, uh, who do you have in the round of 16? Um, I guess I'll go with Kareno Busta. Yeah. I guess, uh, wow, Fognini's sort of a dangerous floater. Um, but I'm going to go with Corda. I say Corda beats Nori. The winner of Corda Nori. There's an all French battle of Puy and Mutet. Uh, I wonder if Puy is healthy. Uh, he could be a surprise round of 16 or if he's like actually healthy. But yeah, I'm sort of going with my heart here. Hopefully, Corda. Uh, can uh can win a few matches yeah reward your faith yeah all right yeah. next one i've got berrettini though it would be cool if alcaraz did it yeah i think that's yeah that's a matchup we should have uh we should have highlighted as alcaraz berrettini yeah it'll be interesting to see if alcaraz is uh, like has gotten even better or if like uh or yeah if he, he if he really pushes Berrettini or if he's uh or if this is an off tournament for him. Sorry guys, just joined back in the call. Alcaraz would play Berrettini in the third round or the round of sixteen? Uh third round. Who who would you take in that match? I think Berrettini is just I think that's a tough matchup for Alcaraz because Berrettini does what he does, but does it better. So I would take. I think Berrettini would over. No, not overpower him. Um, so I would go with Berrettini in four. I think if both players played their absolute best, mm. Alcaraz would win. But I, I, I just don't know if Alcaraz knows how to reach his best level every time he plays uh, at the moment. So I'm gonna go Berrettini. Um, so, so, so I guess we all have Berrettini in the round of 16 um, alright next quarter does anyone does anyone uh, take on Sparev does anybody Mark can you mute there we go yeah I've, I've got Zverev yeah I've got Zverev as well um I guess Lloyd Harris is his only... He's got a really light draw. Uh, what about the next section? Um, Shapovalov and Opelka are the two seeds, and I guess... Yeah, there isn't really anyone. Um, who, Kevin who, Anderson. Yeah, Kevin terrible. Anderson. Kevin Anderson's corpse. There's Holger Rune, who's like an up-and-comer. Uh, Kupfer can be pretty good, but I think we both expect Shapovalov and Opelka to reach the third round. And who do you have in that matchup? Uh, I wasn't super impressed by Shapo at uh, ATP Cup. I think I'm going to go with Opelka. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shapovalov. Um, I just think he's 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 got the better game. But yeah, I would not be surprised at all if he just laid down. <laughs> I would take Shap there too. I think he plays pretty well at Australia. He pushed Joker a couple of years ago. And if Opoko loses to Murray as well as Murray is playing right now, 
I'm not sure he can get by Shaft. Yeah. All right. In the next section, we've got uh, Karatsev and Herkoch and a bunch of scrubs. Um, <laughs> do, do, so I think we already talked about this a little bit. I've got Karatsev over Herkoch. I got her catch. I think he played well at ATP Cup. Yeah, he did play well. Didn't he beat he beat someone really good? Was it Medvedev that he beat? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Wow. Yeah, he's and, he, and he almost beat him at uh at the end of the year masters. I think it was like Medvedev seven five in the third. So yeah, I think he's tough. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> um all right, so then we've got Kachinov Nadal as the next quarter and then i guess kokonakis is a floater here and uh mark your boy uh kudla um tough match for kashinov in the first round with kudla um so so peter what do you foresee happening in this section jesus kashinov's first two rounds are so easy <laughs> uh i i think the doll yeah mean, yeah Agreed. The Goyavchik had a really good U.S. Open, so who knows? Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but that was like literally his only awesome tournament ever. So <laughs> yeah, the Olympics, but that was like a different, different animal this year. No, he was good at Wimbledon last year. He made the quarters, I think. Right, he lost to Shap in the quarters. Catch. Yeah, he was pretty good there too. Oh no no, we're talking about Goyovchik, the the like oh. random German. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know nothing about him. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. So next section, Peter, your boy Casper Rude and Alex Deminor are the seeds, and then Musetti is a floater. I have Casper Rude making the round of sixteen. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Musetti hasn't done much since he. I don't want to say he choked against Djokovic at the French because he got hurt, but yeah, no, that would be. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys there. All right, next section we've got uh, Basilashvili and Sinner as the seeds, uh, Murray as the dangerous floater playing Basilashvili first round, and then uh, I guess Steve Johnson as another dangerous floater. <laughs> um, Johnson has to play. Who is it that he always plays? Is it Isner or it's there's some other American that he always plays? Is it Query or Isner? Or who is it? <laughs> I forget. He's always matched up against an American. I think it's all of them. In the first <laughs> round or the second round? It's always in one of those two rounds. Yeah, yeah. always. Every freaking time. Not this yeah. time, though. <laughs> yeah, um, got I'm going to go Thompson. with center. I think this one's kind of like clear to me yeah i've got center as well as much as i'd love to pick tara daniel um but yeah all right so next uh next section we've got uh got my boy batista agu and fritz as the seeds and then tiafo as a dangerous floater uh i've got batista agu yeah me too when you predicted him to be number four in the world, did you specifically say what year or just a year that started with the Australian Open? Because yeah, I feel like I, I, since I predicted, we're still in COVID. I predicted a year that starts with two. <laughs> okay. And a year in which people are still masked, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. masked yeah. and, you know, talking to himself. So we'll go with Batista Gruen, deference to your prediction. Cool. All right. So the next section, we've got Dimitrov and Tsitsipas. 
Uh, and then Benoit Pair, he's a dangerous floater. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going with Sitsa Pass. Yeah. You guys like Sitsa Pass? I, I can't. The problem that I have with Sitsa Pass is all that butt sweat. There's something about it. I just can't watch him because he just sweats so profusely. And I, not that I should be noticing, but it just can't help. It's just I don't like the way he sweats. I have that thing. That's my main peeve. I like, main I like the way he peeve. plays. I just I'm not like his. Uh, I don't know. His personality. It's too Shakespearean. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm hot and cold on his person. Some day, sometimes I like his personality. Sometimes I think he's annoying. Yeah, he's kind of a weird dude. I don't like hate him, but I I think he's a really good player. But I I just don't find myself gravitating to rooting for him. I, if I he like called he you at like nine thirty at night and said meet him at a bar, would you go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I I feel like almost any other tennis player, I'd sort of want to go hang out with him, just talk tennis, whatever. But like I'd be like, no, I'm just tired tonight. There's something about him. Yeah, he's like just I don't know, a weird my mom weird virtual guy. She likes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My I, wife also has issues with the butt sweat. So I, yeah. I root for Sitsipas against Zverev and by default. And <laughs> I think it's like a wash That's a pretty between low Sitsipas and I'm Medvedev. I'm glad Medvedev got the, ch- the major first. Yeah, Medvedev is just better. And more likable. Yeah. Anyway, um... Next section, I have Felix in Rublev's spot, and I have Felix making, beating Chilich in uh, the uh, round of 32 and making the round of 16. Yeah, me too. I've got, yeah. I've got Felix. And then uh, yeah. we've got Dan Evans, and he would play. Uh, let's see, he would play uh, Monfils in the round of 16, or at least he's scheduled. Uh, Arthur Rinderknecht, the French guy, He's uh, he had a good huh? ATP Cup, and he's in the finals at, uh, I think, Adelaide this week. Um, so he's, like, sort of a dangerous floater. Uh, Davidovich Fakina is another dangerous floater. This is sort of like... There are a lot of people. I feel who, like you then, mispronounced his last name. And then, and then Goffin <laughs> is another one. Yeah, I think this is one of those where everyone except Bolt uh, could win this, uh, could get to the round of sixteen here. But I, I'd go with Monfils. Dan Evans, I, I would like you to say his proper honorific first, and then I can <laughs> I can make my predictions. The it's honorable, Dan the what? honorable They're Dan filled? Evans. Esquire. Yeah, or Dan Evans Esquire, exactly. So <laughs> I'm going with Monfils. Merritt seems to be doing him right, and he's been playing well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we've got Schwartzman Isner. I'm really hoping for that matchup. It's my favorite <laughs> what matchup. A match. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's Isn't my favorite that matchup. The photo f- <laughs> that's not the default photo for our WhatsApp chat, right? That's uh, <laughs> it's um, Karlovich and Schwartzman. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. who wins that, David or Goliath? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, we've got a we've got a root for our boy Diego here. Um, yeah. So yeah, boy, Diego, in every sense of the word. Right, yeah. and then uh, Humbert, Humbert, and Medvedev <laughs> in the next section. And Lolita. Kyrgios oh, is a dangerous floater. 
Vanda Zanschulp is actually kind of dangerous floater. He made the quarters at the U.S. Open. Gasquet is a first-round opponent for Umbert, so that's an all-French... Uh, Umbert, Umbert. So no Kyrgios. He always uh, gets Kyrgios in the first round. But they're a bunch. It sounds like they almost ended up playing against each other, right? Eh? Like they were not too far away from each other in the hat? Yeah, Umbert, yeah. Umbert. The, it's just, yeah, if uh, Kyrgios beats Medvedev, then... Probably the winner of that match would play Umbert. Um, so it's possible Kyrgios could play him again, but uh, I've got Medvedev. Yeah, it's a, he played hard courts in the heat. He's tough to beat. Didn't mean to rhyme there. Yep. All right, hard so courts in the heat. Round of 16 matchups. I've got Tommy Paul against uh, Sasha <laughs> Bublik, and I have Tommy Paul winning that one. I mean, Peter and I have Djokovic still there in the upper parts. So. I've got Rublev. Uh, no, no, I'm doing it in the non-Djokovic scenario. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I've got sure. Rublev. If it's not Djokovic, if it's not Djokovic, then Rublev. If it if it is, then definitely the Joker. Yeah, and then uh, Berrettini versus Corda for me. I've got Berrettini. Yeah, that'll be a fun match. I will watch that match. Though. I would I would watch a good chunk of that match. You as well? Would you enjoy watching that on, on the tube? Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely watch. Yeah, I, I got I got Berrettini as well. Berrettini, Rublev in the quarters. Yeah, I've got Berrettini. Guys, what's your over... Just in case I get logged off, what's your over-under on aggregate time watching the women's draw for for yourselves? I think, what do you feel uh, like your over-under? I think my over-under is like around six hours. Nah, <laughs> no. Mark, you're no you're you're calling you're calling you're calling the over, right? I'm calling the over for sure. I I I guess you've been busy. You got those cafes to decide. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah no, exactly. no, no, I understand. I understand. Sorry, I just thought you were short selling yourself a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I don't want to you know be too aggressive, but yeah, it's probably going to be over. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a little while. Okay, that's fair. Now that we know that. Okay. I'm yeah. taking the over. What about Sverev versus... I have Sverev Shapovalov. Um, what about you guys? Nice. I got nice Sverev winning. Yeah, Take I got, the yeah, I got Sverev in the quarters. And then I have Nadal over Karatsev. Um, I've got Nadal over her catch. And then I've got... Oh, Sim- what kind of match? Regardless, regardless of who he plays, are you expecting... A competitive match like Nadal winning like the first two in breakers and then blowing it open in the third, or do you think either opponent could grab a set, you know, kind of push him, push Rafa to have to, you know, bring up, bring out the next level? I think they'll push him. Um, he wasn't like crushing people in his early season tournament. I think Harkoch would really push him, like to like five, and he, I think he'd beat Karatsev in three tough and then sets. Peter out. But it would not in either case. It wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be rough at the French. This would be, you know, harder. Yeah, this would be. This w. would be hard fought, uh, especially in the Australian heat. Um, yeah. Is Nadal somebody who wants to bring? I don't want to say wants to bring. Is he somebody? Do you think who feels like he needs to bring his A game in the warm up tournaments, or he's got that a better sense of how to sort of, you know, pace his best game? I mean, obviously he's a little rusty match wise as well. But do you think, do you think he, you know, there's any pause for concern if he doesn't have his A game in a, in a warm up tournament? 
or he feels like he's just working himself into top form. I mean, he had like he had a his game was good enough to win the tournament. I think that's all you can really hope for with Rafa. He stayed healthy and he like won won the matches. Um, yeah. So, so I, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. Uh, it's yeah, just, I would think yeah. just the opposite that he doesn't necessarily feel like he needs to even have his best game. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't have his best game, but he didn't need to have his best game. Um, so not much can really be drawn from that other than that he's probably looks like he's pretty healthy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next, next, next matchup: Rude versus Sinner. Uh, I've got Sinner. Begin with the heart. I'm going with Sinner. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going with the ghost. The ghost. <laughs> and then Bautista versus Sitsipas. I'm going with BA. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not feeling Sitsipas. There's something about him. I'm going with Sitsipas. He's got an easy draw. He knows it. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna be a contender. Yeah, I'm going with Sitsipas. Bautista Gu has disappointed me too many times. <laughs> um, and then I have uh, Felix versus Malfis. I have Felix winning that. Uh, I've got Felix winning as well. And then Medvedev beating Schwartzman. Medvedev. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That should be blowout. So that's All right. Medvedev's a little more vulnerable earlier in the tournament than later. So yeah. All right. I got my semifinalists are um, Berrettini, uh, Nadal, um, uh, Sitsipas, and and uh, Medvedev. Yeah, I have the same semifinalists. So you have Nadal beating Sverev. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully that happens. That's more that's more wishful thinking than than anything else for me. But uh you yeah. got to do it that way though. Yeah, and then do you have, who do you have who do you have in those matches, Peter? I've got Nadal versus Medvedev in the finals. Yeah, that's what I have as well. And who do you have winning the final? I have Medvedev winning the final. I have Nadal 3-1. Hell yeah. Yeah. 3-1, you're saying 3-1 in the first set and then Medvedev gets injured? and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's such a... It's really... I mean, how much of a... I think the, 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 the shades of difference between the top five are pretty thin other than Tsitsipas. Uh, it's whoever gets hot. I, feel, I have Zverev to win the whole tournament regardless of whether or not uh, Joker's passport is revoked. Not because I... I don't know. I just feel like the the universe is aligned, and and sort of his, you think it's his crescendo time. has sort of yeah. You, you I just also, like you also really like really the... respect Boris Becker's commentary because that's who Boris Becker picked. <laughs> I, I I think that Sitsipas has the best chance of beating Medvedev because his draw is so easy to get to the semifinals. Yeah, he's got an awesome draw. Um, yeah, I was actually, I was looking at that match, like, pretty long, but, uh, Medvedev has a pretty, pretty light draw as well. I guess he's got Kyrgios, but who knows how big a match that'll be, and then, I don't know, he sort of owns Felix, so that's not gonna be, like, a tough quarter if that's who he plays, um, yeah, 
And but yeah, I think if it's Medvedev Nadal in the final, that'll be really in- that'll be a rematch of their U.S. Open final. Um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, what happens in that. If Nadal's top level is still just too much for for Medvedev. Well, isn't the assumption that if he's made the final, he's already brought his top level? So then he, he would be he would be there and yeah 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 when, I mean I I don't know but it, there's also a possibility that Medvedev's top level is better than Nadal's top level on hard court and maybe you guys have said it but if it was somebody other than Medvedev or Nadal winning the draw who would you like to see win like who who would you who would you not mind seeing win win his first major um since the past I think. Uh, More so yeah, than Berrettini. I think, I think he deserves it. I think, yeah, I think both of those guys would, it would be well earned. Um, I would love to see one of the Canadians win it, but I just don't think they're good enough yet. Um, I think Yannick Sinner would be a fun one to see when, when a first major as like an 11 seed. Yeah. Like a star is born moment for him. Yeah. And aside from Nori, who in the top 12, I guess is it's very, aside from Nori and Zverev, who else would you just not be able to stomach winning their first major? <laughs> uh, it's an important question here because that's half the battle sometimes, you know, half the fun is cheering for, and you know, the other half is cheering against. I think so. John Isner is one I would just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like whose game really sucks. Never like, I don't know. It's just I can't take Hubert Hercash like that seriously. I know he's really good and all. Um also if Casper Rude wins it, I'm just like an idiot. So <laughs> probably Casper Rude. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think I think he's a poser. There, I said it. Yeah. If there was a major COVID outbreak slash food poisoning and somebody from outside the top twenty five could win it, had to win it. Who who do you pick there? Who would you want that to be? Uh, some some you know like back in the day when you would have these flukish victors. Corda. I'd go Tiafa. I would love it if Tiafa won. Yeah, um, that's a good call. Yeah, that would be interesting if there was just like a massive COVID outbreak within the tournament and like and like twenty players had to withdraw. Um, I mean, Nadal would not be one of them, so I guess that would really open up the open things. Yeah, that would just be chaos. Yeah, because Nadal, I think he probably. Yeah, I really wonder if uh, Nadal got it in December on purpose, so that he wouldn't test positive during the Australian Open. Um, And you can also ask that about Djokovic getting it on purpose. yeah, but they would never admit My it. Other question for you guys: In terms of indecision, in terms of the theme, have have you found yourself indecisive over the years about how you feel about the Australian Open in general? That you find it, I don't know, either hard to get up for Grand Slams this early in the year, or just hard to take it seriously, or you've not been indecisive about that. Um. It's definitely, if you rank the majors, 
one to four. It's definitely the fourth major. But it's also really fun because uh, you haven't had tennis in a while and suddenly it's like very important tennis. Um, yeah, so, uh, so I, I, I love the Australian Open, uh, <laughs> but I, I also don't... Uh, it's the one I, I esteem the least. That's fair. It's very fair. Yeah, anyway... Does anybody have anything else, or should we, or is, is, or is that Get it? Get into the women's draw? Well, I, we just got to let our audience know this is the point where they could take a, you know, take a quick bathroom break, because this is when we preview the women's draw. <laughs> or are we going to, in this case, just save it for another day, because it's we got so much to say about it? Um, I think we'll save it. Uh, so watch for that in your feeds, and we'll be back probably, <laughs> probably next weekend. Uh for i guess a mid-tournament recap or yeah check in and uh yeah um hope you've enjoyed the pod um follow us on twitter leave us a review um and yeah without further ado um or with a little bit of further ado la bomba <laughs>